Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Joey, yes. quick, hand me the spatulator. Here you go. And it's right next to the hammer and the spatula kicking. Yeah, but the spatulator is what I mean. That's the one that's is that the round one? and it has like a jagged edge on it. Does it have the three pointies or the two pointies? Two. Well, okay. two and a half. Look, you've got. Why? Can I just have a Phillips head screwdriver, please? Yeah, hold on. I need to breathe. Joey, Joey, yeah. push. It's coming. We're almost done. Just push, push, push. We're gonna build it. Oh, oh, it's almost ready. Oh, it's 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 here. Jay, I'm dizzy. It, lo- it looks just like you. I think it looks like you. Can, can I have some water chips? I am tired. We have, no. We high have five me. This thing. Okay. Should we high five? High five. High five. High five. High five. High five, son. Woo. High five. Don't let me hang it. Wow, you did so much work, Jay. Well, I mean, we've been here in quarantine, building this new show, building this new baby for. I don't know what seems like forever. And then you pushed it out of your butt live on air. Live on well, <laughs> I don't know how much I'm alive now, but yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, I I have a new respect for people who build podcasts. <laughs> for a split second, I thought you were gonna say, "I'll tell you, I have a new rectum. I have a whole <laughs> new booty hole." <laughs> Um, because of this show I pushed out. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, I just took a hot shit on all these listeners, and <laughs> it felt great. Take that, Pod Save America. No one's doing that on your show. <laughs> Man, this is so exciting. This is new. This is fresh. I'm I'm excited to talk to you. It's I've been a minute. I've taken a shower. I, which I appreciate. But yeah. that had nothing to do with shitting. That was just... Well, neat. actually, it has it everything needed. to do with shitting, um, but was neat. It has nothing to do with the show. Because oh, we're recording it. this digitally, so it makes no difference if I took a shower. Got it. Perfect, perfect. And people perfect. are listening to it in the future, so it really doesn't matter. By then, I'll be stinky again. <laughs> all all over again. Hey, man. So, it's oh, been a while. It's I been know. a while since we got to record. I'm, I'm excited to be chatting with you again. I'm excited to be birthing and unleashing our new creation um which is kind of an old creation like it it's is a it's new sort of like old creation we gave birth to this like a long time ago and then mm-hmm. put it up for adoption and now we're birthing it again <laughs> or we're just like trying to taking sue, it <laughs> sue those parents for <laughs> our rights back. back to the show again well i'm talking to them at the front door and you're sneaking in the back window and taking our show back that's right Exactly. Thank you for distracting them, by the way. So, They're a very nice couple, but they don't deserve this show. No. So longtime listeners of the show may remember our old format where Q and I each brought top five favorite lists per yes. our topic. Um, yes. We have totally not fake sponsors that will be, you know, they're, they're advertising on the show. Yep. Uh, some of you may remember that. 
Well, we used to back. play games. Oh man, I remember the games. Do you remember the good old days? <laughs> Do you remember it? This reminds me of make the South, I five the, pot again. This the South. Oh Jesus! This reminds me of the South Park member berries. Have you seen oh, those? And they're member. like, I remember. You know I what? I remember when High Five played games. I do remember, um, but the thing about that—that's the last season of South Park that I watched. Weirdly enough, same what, Is was that the show member. Still going? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> apparently they retooled their format as well and went back to their original thing. So each season isn't like one long self-contained story anymore. Copycats um, before us. I know. Ugh. I can't believe they did this like four years before we did. That's but no, ridiculous. I totally remember the member Barry's episode of South Park and very much enjoyed it. This is very random, but. Uh, yeah, I will say that's why I stopped watching the show because I didn't like the season long arcs. I didn't necessarily have problems with like every episode of the show connecting to the one before it. Like, there, okay, so we've been rewatching. Be- Speaking of quarantine, uh-huh. we've been rewatching, and Amanda's been watching through for the first time Simpsons. Oh, okay. I grew up a huge fan of The Simpsons. I've sure. been quoting it and using it for years. And sure. so Amanda was like, oh, I just wanted to dive in. And so we've been rewatching that. And that's one of the elements of that show that I keep remembering how much I loved was how everything in the show was circumstantial. You know, like if Milhouse's parents got a divorce, they stayed divorced in the show. It wasn't just like reset the next episode. The next like, episode, sure. And so I do appreciate that about which uh, let's be cartoons. honest, that's very much cartoon logic normally. Is oh, like, yeah. We'll kill you. In, and South Park used to make that joke with Kenny. With Kenny, yes. Because we'll kill you in this episode, and then you'll just be alive again in the next episode. Exactly. And obviously with cartoons, there are things that reset, and they even make meta jokes about that in The Simpsons. But that was something I appreciated about that show. So in theory, I love the fact that South Park was doing that. That was building substantial changes into the show that then took hold. Sure. But it just I, I'm with you. There was something about it where it felt like they were too focused on that than making really, really funny, pointed, solo, like encapsed, ep- encapsulated episodes that right. after that, I was just kind of like, ah, I'm out. I, I still like the show. I still appreciate it. But I'm, I was out. <laughs> and you know what a smart show does in that instance? They retool. They and- reset. Which brings us back around to Q. You want to tell everybody why we're doing this? Yes, I do actually. So and quarantine we, helped with this, by the way. It did. When uh, I don't know if people know this out there in uh, quarantine listener land, but when when you're in a quarantine, you have an exceptional amount of time to think about things. And so you and I had gone back and forth, and we had a case of the member berries. We were eating a bunch of member berries, man, and well, we kept going. We stockpiled them for the quarantine. We did. We were like, "Hey, remember when we used to do games? Wasn't that fun?" And I was like, "Oh, I remember games." And I was like, "Hey, remember when I used to have my own list separate from your list?" And you're like, "Yeah, I remember that." And I was like, <laughs> "Hey." Do you remember all of those great sponsors that paid us tons of money that we don't talk about anymore? And, and we and like, it's quarantine. Oh. We need revenue. You were like, yes, I remember that. I had to have my car repoed because we stopped getting money from, from those. And, and to be sponsors. honest, I it really hit me when those checks from Forgotten High School Locker oh, Depository yeah. yep. stopped mm-hmm. coming in. 
You know, yes. when when those checks stopped, when those residuals stopped coming in, or um, uh, the Mr. underwater go karts places. For sure, that that super sucked. Um, yeah, just screams, which was one of my favorite. Oh, like, they gave us so much money. They just I don't know where, where they got us, it. Like it may have been like a WeWork type of situation. I don't know where the hell they got their money, but man, just screams was loaded. Captain Buford's Gopher Patrol. They were he, just. He, you know what? The quarantines hit him with hard times. It has not a lot of gophers. Well, gophers are retaking over, kind of like in Italy, where like the air and water is clean again right. because people are are quarantined. Gophers well, he, are going crazy. People, you know, companies have to be agile in this market, and so Captain Buford shifted. So now he's Captain Buford's Gopher Insurance. I got it. And so it's a whole new market. Contactless, obviously, completely digital gopher insurance, and you Sometimes want that. You- you got to roll with the change nowadays. You, want you that. know what I mean? You got to be agile. Embrace the change, and that's what we decided to do. We decided to embrace the change. New year, new quarantine life, new future. <laughs> Hopefully, new... last quarantine life for a while. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. But new show, and so we decided to. <laughs> hey, what a better way to do something new than to just reboot something old? That's what everybody's doing. <laughs> Nowadays, right? Welcome back to our Animaniacs half hour. <laughs> We're bringing back Pinky and the Brain too, bitches. Speak, uh, dude. How fuck? Uh, on a total side note, I'm super jazzed about. I'm that. super I, jazzed about that. I will too. 100% <laughs> watch Hulu's new Animaniacs reboot. Well, and featuring like, all the original voices, exactly, and, and Maurice Lamarche for uh, Pinky and the Brain. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um. So anyway, so yes, we decided to do a new show. So we thought about a topic and we're like what kind of topic really embodies rebooting the show and, and so as like we, top five reboots yes and, and we're like, like oh, we've, we've done that like we twice that <laughs> and we we're like all right uh top five what was the uh the top five uh television show like retreads oh yeah yep yep we did that one and uh, we're like fuck we did that so instead and then you had to leave because you were going to get a checkup for Haley's new baby. baby. <laughs> I like to say it as if it's just her baby. Like, <laughs> she got it. Yeah, you, she's. Turns out co- Haley's having this baby. I have no idea where it came from. You co-sponsored the GoFundMe. <laughs> I did, and we got her a baby, guys. We got it done. <laughs> <laughs> Tough she in the quarantine time. We got it done. Um, no, we're having a Haley and I are having a baby. Congratulations! Thank you. I'm so very excited. And you, my friend. Have Just already, had a baby. Have, have already had a baby. And honestly, this is the weirdest the weirdest thing of all of this, and this is beyond like scripted or nonsense or whatever. We were quarantined before all of this happened anyway, because we gave birth to our little one, our new little one on like the middle of February. Like yes. weeks before this happened. So we were just in the house with the new baby. And then all of this happened, and it just extended. We got extra quarantine. So congratulations on your bonus quarantine. It's like Thank rolling you. doubles in Monopoly. You just get to keep going. It's kind of like when you're like, you know how the other day like you're sitting on the couch, and you just like reach down between the cushions, and you're like, hey, more quarantine. And like it's like that. Yes, exactly. But then somebody else comes along, and you get an envelope in the mail that's from Publishers Clearinghouse, and it's like, guess what? You've won a fuck ton of quarantine. <laughs> And there's also, like, powder in it, and I think I'm sick. <laughs> yes, the gov- exa- then the government came and took my quarantine away. It's exactly like that. Yeah. Don't ever take my quarantine away. They can take my freedom, but they'll never take my quarantine! 
fun, fun, fun till my daddy takes the quarantine away. <laughs> Uh, so we decided to do episodes on babies, man. Sorry, an episode on a baby, right? There's, there's or on babies, baby, baby-centric, baby films. fever. And you know what? There, I don't know if they've given it a name yet, but everyone's talking about like in nine months, all the quarantine babies that are going to come out of this. So sure, Generation Corona. Yeah. <laughs> and on okay, let me put this out there: if you have a baby during this period, and in nine months you decide it'll be somewhat funny and member to name that baby corona don't 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 actually do it just don't no don't do <laughs> listen, it listen listen to jay let him be the the good angel on your shoulder but also listen to me and let me be the bad one please i love that there's no show like status of this it's like jay totally does not want you to do it he's like do it yeah yeah corona sounds so pretty yeah. as yeah. a middle name it's pretty as a middle name no 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 i've i corona, corona. First name Corona, middle name COVID. <laughs> Ooh, I'd name a baby COVID. Yeah. Yeah, this is my son COVID, my daughter Corona. <laughs> They're twins and very dangerous. <laughs> They're kind of like a virus. They drain me of all of my energy. <laughs> I find and, I, that I, and will eventually lead to my untimely death. And the fact that they're in my house, I wake up in cold sweats. I have no energy. I can't I, breathe. I can't wash them off of me. <laughs> oh, I think we've co- just made a discovery, dude. COVID, Corona, go to your room. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, you're you're so, grounded, Corona. So we decided to do... Uh, top five baby-centric baby. movies. Yeah. Since you're in baby mode, I'm in baby mode. People around the world are in I'm baby-making in. mode. What better time to talk about our top five favorite <laughs> baby movies? This is totally random, but you're, you've watched Adventure Time, right? Oh, my goodness. Of course. And, okay, pen in that. Your thing. Go. Okay. So... Uh, you know the making bacon pancakes song, right? Make bacon pancakes, make making bacon, bacon pancakes. pancakes. All right. For some reason, <laughs> in my head just now, when we said baby making people, I in in my head popped in making <laughs> baby pancakes, making baby pancakes, making baby take a baby, put it in a pan, making baby pancakes. <laughs> yes. Wait, wait. Let me ask. On your baby pancakes, brown sugar? Uh, no, powdered mm-hmm. sugar. Right. Baby powder sugar. Now that we've lost all of our new listeners and most of our old ones. <laughs> They're like, I don't like this. I remember when this show was good. I remember. <laughs> that was just one episode ago. <laughs> Go back to our archive, bitches. <laughs> all right. So, yes, you said put a pin in Adventure Time. Oh. Did have you seen the new trailer for Pendleton Ward's new adult show? Oh my God, Midnight Sermon or whatever yes. it's called, or Midnight, Midnight Gospel. Yes, that shit looks crazy. It looks insane. But have you like caught on to what what the premise is? Uh, yeah, that it's a reality farmer, and this person is like responsible for creating realities, and it's based around like a comedian who does a podcast of like fake interdimensional interviews. And so there, and so it's so I am very very happy that Pendleton Ward has like an adult show coming, which is also weird because the dude who did regular show also has a new show and it's adult themed as well. Is it? What do you know? What that one's called? 
Oh man, I'll need to look it up. It's it's on or it was supposed to be on TBS, but it's basically about a a like a young married couple in their late twenties, early thirties oh, who are I like potheads and have a baby or something. Yes, 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 one hundred percent. I remember seeing that. Yeah, I forget the name of it though. Did you see that Pendle? Speaking of Pendleton Ward and and his uh, his new adult show, did you see that uh, HBO Max has four limited episodes of Adventure Time coming back? That will pick up the story post Adventure Time finale. No. Yes. Yeah, so there are man four, even more reasons for me to get HBO Max. Four Adventure Time mini movies. The first one they just—that's what I thought you were going to talk about. Oh. They just released a trailer for the first mm. one, which is titled BMO, and oh, nice. it basically is going to follow the the main characters post the series finale oh that's so does, cool like like let's catch up with bimo and see what he's up to let's catch up with marceline and princess bubblegum see what she's up to let's uh, catch up with finn and jake that show was so good i know it's like a kid's show but man it was so good so so speaking of their babies by the way it's close enough is the name of the show from the, the regular the show guy regular show guy got uh so speaking of their babies let's talk about our new babies in right. the fact that we want to talk about baby-centric movies, right? right? So our baby-centric movies. Now, I have to ask you, because when I was creating my list, um, you and I never in-depthly <laughs> talk about our topics enough no, prior to making lists. Well, no, no, no. We talk about them enough. It's just more we leave it vague for the show so we can do this. So my question is this. Uh, I'm just going to throw things out at you, and you tell me if they fit the criteria, <laughs> right? So, like, can it – does the baby have to be born? No. Okay, so it could be a movie about a pregnancy. It can be – in my opinion, it can be a movie about a pregnancy if the pregnancy is the focus of the movie. Like, it can't just be a pregnant – a character is pregnant, but it has to be, like, (laughs) focused around the baby existing. Okay, perfect. Can it be about a born baby? Like, the main – the main – the movie mainly focuses around a baby. Honestly, that was my original criteria of the, is okay. the the protagonist needs to be a baby. But then sure. I realized that that's a, a well that's not very deep. It's so, not. But no, it's totally like a baby's day out would totally count um, because it's about a baby. It's baby centric. Okay. Perfect. And then uh, last one. At what is the cutoff age range for a baby? Two. <laughs> okay. So the baby can't be older than two. If yeah, the once the baby starts the like talking, like a look who's talking would count, sure. but like a like a look, uh, but a uh, a good boys would not count because they're okay. like eleven. <laughs> now my question is this: What about Honey, I Blew Up the Kid? Because he's like a toddler, but I don't. I is he two? Well, it's Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. I think is the now, name of that movie. Is it Honey? Yeah, I blew because. Up the baby? I think so, or maybe I don't know. Look it up I'm, real quick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up. Honey, Here, I'll, I I'll give up. you. I'll give you this. That no, nope, it's Honey, I blew up the kid. Okay, that movie would count, I believe, but it's terrible. So I hope it wouldn't be in is anyone's it top five. Honey, the first I, one is amazing. Honey, the, I honey, blew I sh- up the kid. I enjoy quite a bit. So you can <laughs> suck my little baby dick. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, in that movie, it's a huge baby dick. And it's gigantic, like three stories tall. You're telling me the, are, wait, okay. Let me clarify. Are you saying <laughs> you like that up. one better than the first one? No. Okay. So, whoo, whoo. I'm just saying I enjoyed it. You know I, what I didn't like? 
Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. That one, that oh, that one, I just that can't. movie shouldn't exist. <clears throat> it it doesn't in my mind. <laughs> it doesn't. You just have like a weird vacuous like black hole where that film's whole product like people got jobs off of that that movie. Jay. What movie? And you're like, they don't, they don't exist. No. What Those people that? don't exist. Anyone who worked on that film. I mean, look at Rick Moranis. Where is he? Doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, my God. He does. He's coming back for Shrunk. Actually, the I did. Reboot, the Disney Plus reboot. Okay, what do you think? What do you think about that? Uh, Listen, I really like. <laughs> listen, listen. All right, let's get serious. Okay, here for a minute. We're talking about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Let's get. We're living in a house. We're working jobs. It's time to start acting life and get real. We're going to quit playing around. All right. So here's the deal. Uh, I'm cool with it. Uh, Josh Gad, I really like. I think he's very yes. funny. I know he's going to play the – he is going to play the baby that got blown up. Th it will be him as an adult. As, which makes sense. I, I think. It's either him or it's Nick, the middle the middle child. He might be Nick, actually. Oh, like the nerdy one? The nerdy one. That would make more, a little more sense maybe. Yeah, I mean I can see it either way. But either way, I'm cool with that. I like him rebooting properties. I will tell you, he was going to reboot something on Disney Plus that I'm very sad that is not happening anymore. And it's gonna it was going to be called Muppets Live Again. Oh, really? And this, and was, this was Gad? It was, it was Josh Gad. He was leading it, kind of like Jason Siegel did when they brought back the Muppet movies. Um, he was leading it, and it was going to be an 80s set Muppet-like miniseries. That yeah. took place in the 80s with the Muppets that featured, like, young Steve Martin. And, like, oh, that'd young, be cool. like yes, it was going to be, like, this weird meta, like, current celebrities playing celebrities. Were they going to, like, de-age them, like, in Marvel movies? No, I think they were going to, like, get other current celebrities oh. <laughs> to play the celebrities from the 80s. Sort of like they did with that, uh, oh, the, uh, the behind the movie, uh, behind the scenes type movie about national lampoons it, yes exactly yeah which i think is a very funny idea especially when you're doing it with the muppets that's yeah that's that could be very enjoyable man i'd actually but be that, fine if they like de-age it wouldn't be hard to de-age martin short no. like he looks the same as he did in the 80s but that got thrown out the window ah bummer so that's no longer happening well did anyway. they replace that with rebooting doogie house <laughs> they did speaking of babies i know all uh, right so but I'm glad we're talking about all this because, like, Muppets, Muppet Babies. I'd be fine if they did a new Muppet Babies cartoon, by the way. They do. They do. It's, it exists. Really? Yeah. Is it on, it like – okay. Your, ch your children can watch it. They are, it is age-appropriate. Speaking a, of, like, watching things for kids, that's a, a very good segue because that's all we've been doing during the quarantine. I would imagine that it has been a 24-7 uh, – movie uh child programming watching okay so house. i'll give you an example um so i have yet to see parasite it is available for me to f stream for free on, sure. hulu, on hulu and i have yet to see it but i have paid 20 dollars to watch trolls world tour oh perfect how was that eh, it's fine it's actually it's better than it has any right to be sure there was an interesting thread in that movie and this won't I'll, Spoiler alert for Trolls World Tour. Oh, God damn you. But one of the storylines in the movie is how, like, all of the different types of music, like classical music, funk, um, country, pop, hard, hard rock, all these, used to be together. Uh -huh. But pop started stealing all the music from the other genres, so everybody left. Oh, 
Oh, that's cute. That's an it's, so it was an interesting thing to basically hear them being like, yeah. And in in the movie, the concept of pop music stealing the cultural heritage of other sure. music's lands is explained by George Clinton and Mary J. Blige to oh. Anna Kendrick. <laughs> I do like that very much. So it was kind of like, whoa, wow, all right, well, that's something. This is so, very tug in cheek. So it was, it was interesting. Interesting. Um, and the music's so, fine. I mean, they're they're good singers. What am I gonna say? Music for good. for sure. Uh, unlike you, with my baby still on the way, I have gotten an opportunity to watch quite a few things. Oh, I'm so jealous uh, of you. I have. I, last night we watched The Invisible Man. Ooh, how was that? Uh, very good. I oh, can't wait to watch that. Uh, very, I want to watch good. that in Birds of Prey and Parasite. Those are like the three that. on my list. I watched uh, The Wave with Justin Long. Uh, oh, man, I vaguely heard also about that. Also very good. Uh, so that's a new movie. Um, that one is basically Justin Long goes on like a really weird time-altering drug trip. Oh, cool. And it's kind of a thriller. It's good. Uh, and then I also watched Vivarium with. Oh, uh, and you highly Jesse recommended Eisenberg. that to me. Uh, very high. And M, uh, is it? No. Emmett? It's, uh, it's, it's Pew, uh, isn't it? Florence Pew? Yeah, that's it. Florence Pew. Who's, da- who's dating um, Zach Braff? Yes. And getting shit for it. Speaking I know. Of, speaking Cla- of cradle robbing. She's uh, clapping back, though. I know. She sure is. Um, but, all right. So that's perfect. That, that We'll use that as a segue. Yeah. Zach Braff is dating a young baby child. We're talking baby childs in this movie, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, of course. Perfect. Uh, So we're going to do lists, man. So it's time to do something we haven't done in a long time, which is to start slowly peeling back our lists for each other. So is it it time for our list to start the lists? Oh, God. You ready? It's time for a list. All All right. So I think we should set this up a little bit for people who didn't listen prior. We these are our favorite movies. It's not so much saying like these we think are the best movies maybe in this category, but these are our favorites. Yes. And I think these are either I mean I know sometimes the criteria for you will be like just something that's nostalgic or that connects with you um or it may be on the flip side of it for you like the one that meets the criteria the best. My 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 balance is going to be somewhere in there like I man I'll tell you I when I started thinking about this list and diving in I ha- I started with movies that star babies as their protagonists. Sure. And you hit like baby geniuses you hit uh, Baby's Day Out, and yes. then you, you hit Boss Baby, and you're kind of yes. out. You're kind of yeah. out after that. Sure. So I then I started getting, like, weird. Like, anything about babies. Like, I had Eraserhead on my list at one point because that's about the fear of having a baby. Sure. I had, you know, obviously Three Men and a Baby, I think, makes an appearance in the conversation somewhere. I don't know. Willow, she, he's carrying a baby that whole movie. Saving sure. a baby. Sure. Like, are you just gonna I, like spoil all of our? Li- what are you doing? No, I'm just like saying <laughs> things that, that that fit into this realm before sure. I start. Got it. And I was gonna give you the opportunity to do the same. This is what this is what you man. This is the same problem we used to run into. You you doing the lists before the list? You're naming all of these things that right. people might as we list things. People might be going. Oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. Instead, you're just like, what about all of these movies? Well, and you know what? Some of those may be on my list. I'm not saying they're not. This is, remember when I had to, ba- hey, remember when remember? I had to ban you from doing honorable mentions? Yes. <laughs> this is that moment. It's happening. Remember, history is repeating itself. 
It, 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 it was part of the old show. It's got to be part of this one. <laughs> All right. So you want me to start with number five? I do. I want you to give us your number five. And this is how we're going to guy goes. Or guy goes. This is how we're going to go, guys. Um, just so for the people who are not longtime listeners and are new. So the, basically the way we're going to do this is Jay and I do not know each other's lists. Nope. We made them independently of each other. And we are each going to take turns listing from our bottom our top hey, three. Hey, hey. Then we're gonna list, or then we're gonna listen to some sponsors, and then we'll come back with our two and one. Okay, so we are gonna each take turns going through our five through three choices. Okay, so Jay's gonna kick it off. The first independent list in I don't know a couple years, maybe a while, a while, man. Um, we're gonna start with Jay's number five. All right, so number five. Uh, this one, this one, I went back and forth on. I'll be honest. Um, I, I, my number five is Eraserhead. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I went back and forth on this because I, it was like, I mean, Boss Baby is right there. Sure. But Eraserhead is, you know, David Lynch is one of my favorite directors. It does kind of have to do i mean it very much has to do with a baby but it's not necessarily a human baby no there's like a space baby and a radiator <laughs> baby there's all sorts of babies it's like, in a that li- thing. it's like a weird reptile baby and so so that fear and, and honestly after having a kid re-watching that movie i connected with it a whole lot more and so it's just one that i keep thinking about for whatever reason especially now having the new baby all some is of your baby a reptile back. baby, Jay? Is that what you're trying to tell us right here on the show? Yes. It is. Did you yes. get it from the radiator? Yes. Okay. Wait. Wait a minute. Am I a racer head? Oh, my God. You are an eraser head. <laughs> Lord in heaven. Oh, crap. I've just been eraser headed. Ah, I've erased. Ooh, eraser head meets Arnold Schwarzenegger's eraser. Eraser, oh my god, look space. at this deformed baby. Get it out of here. If get it to wants the, to survive. Get to the chopper. I'm going to shoot the radiator with this weird green gun. So let's talk about that, man. Let's let's Your please. luggage. Let's uh let's kind of dive into so uh at its core, film historians and, and fi- people who study film have said that Eraserhead is about the fear. Of fatherhood, basically. Of yes, that that impending existential fear of what's my place in this crazy world. This world is terrible. I'm about to introduce something into this. This is a creature that's being created that I don't know about. And right, it's all of that through the lens of David uh, David Lynch, who who was probably out of his mind on some <laughs> sort of narcotic in in like film school. Were you about to say David Fincher at first? I almost did, but because, that is definitely not the same, if, David. If that was the movie, everyone would just be dead. Like all the characters that you care about would just yeah. die in the first opening. But there'd be a super cool panning shot through the radiator, and lots of people would be texting each other, and it'd pop up in like word bubbles. Exactly. New baby, who dis? <laughs> That's exactly. Ooh, call out of the title of the episode. I like that um, for a title. So yeah, so, that's that's why Eraserhead is on there because it is baby centric. It is a great movie, but you know I can't put it higher because it doesn't actually have much of a human baby element to it. Okay. Well, do you want to know what my number five is? I desperately do. I okay, imagine perfect. it's also Eraserhead. It is uh, not. Oh. Uh, so my number five once again was relegated to the bottom of my list because much like Eraserhead, 
it's more about a baby in concept. Sure. And there, there is a baby in it. Uh, I like that num- our both number fives are conceptual. <laughs> my number five is Labyrinth. I almost put Labyrinth on yeah. my list. My number five is Labyrinth because technically the movie does have is completely about a girl journeying to get her baby brother back she, from the Goblin King. The baby is the MacGuffin. 100%. So and the baby, there is a song about the babe. It may be the best song about a baby ever. Especially a voodoo baby. Yes. Who's got the power of voodoo? You do. The power of the babe. Or the magic what of the babe? babe. Or what babe? Yeah, that's it. Thank the you. babe with the power. What power? What power? The power, power of voodoo. voodoo. Who, Who do? do? You do. <laughs> you do Remind what? Remind me of the babe. The babe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and actually, okay, so I thought of that one, and the only reason I didn't put it on my list is because I was like, oh, it's really Jennifer Connelly's story. And it's the MacGuffin factor. But but same type of thing, though. It's conceptual. The babe and, is right. the MacGuffin. Exactly. And the whole concept, I mean, that's the crux of the story. Like you said, that's the MacGuffin. That's what starts her on the journey. Mm-hmm. And, her... and her growth is learning to accept the responsibility of big sisterdom. Exactly. Much like Eraserhead. So Labyrinth and Eraserhead, basically the same movie is what I'm saying. It just one's black and white and one's got Jennifer Connelly. Exactly. So, in, I mean, Labyrinth for sure is about that exploration of like feelings of well now i'm not the focus anymore right i'm not the most important one there's another baby it's it's that the horror that you go through as a sibling and sometimes i mean i had a little sister Mm -hmm. growing up and i remember being like god i wish she didn't exist sometimes you know what i mean And then david bowie came (laughs) he did and his incredibly large package David Bowie and his huge package showed up. David to- Bowie, his huge package, and someone else's juggle hands showed up to your house. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I had to go on this fantastical journey uh, to retrieve my baby sister. Now I'm not I saying never, I never made it past the key riddle. I'm not saying Jim Henson stole this idea for a movie from my life, but, but he did. It's very similar. Um, that's all we're saying. So yeah, so that's my number five. My number five <laughs> is Labyrinth. I like it. I, I mean, like I said, I, I thought I considered it. Willow was kind of in that same category sure. as like the baby, sort of the MacGuffin, but the protagonist is the one on the journey. Sure. So I like it. Um, Good. All right. Excellent. You want my number four? Your number four. This one's you're gonna laugh at me. Okay. My number four is Baby's Day Out. <laughs> <laughs> Told okay. you. Yes. You want to know why? Because it's got Joe Pantoliano in it. That it's pure nostalgia. Yeah, like, for sure. One of my favorite and a gorilla at the, some yeah. point. One of my favorite segments on any of the Animaniacs cartoons is when sure. the dog is taking care of the baby, and the baby gets out, and the dog has to save it. Oh God, yes, definitely. That's one of my favorite bits Mi- in Animaniacs. Mindy, Mindy and the Mindy and the dog. Yes, I fucking love that shit. Oh, it's so good. And this is basically just a long movie of that. It is starring it's a live Joe Pantoliano for sure. And so, I don't know, there's something nostalgic about it. There's something about, like, it, it falls into the category for me of, like, you know, Blank Check, Dunstan Checks In, like, those types of, it has a couple people you'd recognize, sure. but mainly it's just this, you know, it's got the sound effects, it's like, 
clang, boing, when people get hit in the head. Definitely. But there's just some sort of nostalgia factor to it. So when I thought of baby-centric movies, this was probably the first one that I thought of, but it's definitely not my number one. I'm going to be honest. I always thought of Baby's Day Out as kind of Home Alone with an infant. It totally is Home Alone with an infant. Like, it's like how it, could a baby foil criminals right i mean that's exactly what it, it was. couldn't do it with traps it has to and, just do it with wandering around and when it came out in 94 it's kind of the it was in that range like studios were like "Ooh, home alone was a success how do we do that yes and somebody was like how about we just have it be a baby right <laughs> and the babies are always getting into wacky situations crawling on steel beams and under construction <laughs> skyscrapers and whatnot babies have a lot of dexterity <laughs> <laughs> There's a gorilla at some point. They go to the zoo. I don't know. Things get weird, but it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, and the the cast is nuts. Laura Flynn Boyle, Joe right. Montana. Joe Montana. That's the, yeah, Joe Montana, not Pentliano. Hey, interesting correlation with uh, Home Alone. This movie, Baby's Day Out, also produced by John Hughes. See? See? There's a reason that it connected with me. That's and also, that movie is basically taken from my life. I did that as a baby. I will tell you this, though. You know what it holds on Rotten Tomatoes? Like a 12? Uh, 20%. Oh, man, I was close, but low. Hey, holy shit. The more I dig into this, the more my <laughs> mind is blown with that comparison I made. It's written by John Hughes. Yes. I knew it. So John I... Hughes, who wrote Home Alone, so everybody knows. Also wrote, like, all of the nostalgic comedies of the Breakfast 80s. Breakfast Club. Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink. Exactly. Um, also wrote uh, Baby's Day Out. <laughs> awesome. I knew, I knew it connected with me for a reason. That's pretty awesome. That's a, so that, that is, I will give it to you, that is a solid number four. See, not in the top half of the list. It, sure. It's not at the bottom because it's more about a baby than a racer head. Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, my number four is also based on nostalgia reasons. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was also Baby's Day Out. <laughs> no. No, it was not. <laughs> Although I do enjoy Baby's Day Out, I will say it is not on my list. That's totally fine. Uh, my number four is Look Who's Talking. See, that was that was, it was going to be one of those two for me. For me, Look Who's Talking was the wisecracking Bruce Willis-led baby movie that i needed in my childhood and i right. got it i got it um for me look who's talking is one of those movies that so weirdly dances the line <laughs> between like a flat-out inappropriate <laughs> comedy given the subject matter it is totally on that line like i remember so Obviously, I grew up watching Look Who's Talking, Look Who's Talking 2. That's the I one that, I remember more with Danny DeVito. No, and Roseanne Barr. Yes. It was they're, Roseanne. They're, they're probably better cast as babies. Um, well, and, and Bruce Willis was back again as Mikey. Yeah. But um, then there was a – they tried to branch into animals, and they did Look Who's Talking Now. Do you remember right. that? And it I was do like remember the that. dogs. <laughs> They were just like, we'll make everything talk. Look who's talking again, and now it's their shoes. Right. Look who's talking also, and it's a toaster. Exactly. And, and, and it's then brave. Backdoor sequel into the brave little toaster. Exactly. Um, but no, Look Who's Talking was one of those that I remember fondly as a kid and just thinking, oh, God, it's lots of slapstick, lots of humor, hilarious. And Wouldn't then, it be funny if a baby made some dick jokes? And then, Well, that's the thing. I didn't realize that at the time. So <laughs> Haley 
had had never seen uh uh look who's talking and so as you know i used to collect vhs tapes right and i had garnered several copies of look who's talking and look who's talking too um and so i had asked Haley about it jokingly one day she's like no i've never seen that movie and i was like okay we're watching look who's talking <laughs> And I will say that it was the first time that I had seen the movie in, I don't know, probably 15 years. Yeah. And so as we're watching it and all these jokes are being made, I'm like, holy shit. There's like a lot of like dick jokes and boob jokes and sex jokes. and Way like, more than you'd expect. I remember this movie just being from the perspective of a baby and how <laughs> hilarious is that? Like babies don't understand things. I remember right. it basically being Rugrats before Rugrats. <laughs> but this is like R-rated Rugrats. Yeah. Like with John were, Travolta. There were jokes, which is all that automatically bumps it up to an R rating. <laughs> Like anytime John Travolta gets involved in a project now, the skeeve factor goes up like twenty thousand um, percent. But no, this movie I remember being like Rugrats, and so as I'm watching it, I'm like floored at how inappropriate this movie is, and it made me love it even more. Like I was like, this movie, and I I, I just remember turning to Haley like twenty separate times during the movie and go, this couldn't exist now. This oh, no, movie would no never way. get made now. There is no way this movie happens now. Like, nope. Nope. This movie is immediately thrown out in the board meeting when somebody brings this up. And they're like, what if we had a baby, right? And he's talking about baby dicks. And immediately they're like, nope. <laughs> we can't do that. No, that's – who are you? Are you John from the 1980s? Get out of here. The standard now is it can't be more crass than baby geniuses. Right. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, is pretty hardcore. I mean, they're fucking – They're doing math. Meth babies. (laughs) That's how they're geniuses, is they take (laughs) meth and they get super smart. Then their teeth fall out, but they're babies. It doesn't matter. (laughs) They come in and then immediately fall out again. (laughs) (laughs) They push, they go, and they just keep going. That's it, guys. Babies got meth mouth. (laughs) Babies day out indeed. (laughs) Little little baby meth mouth. Uh, So that's my number four. My number four is look who's talking. I love that both of our number fours are like, Yes, embarrassing nostalgias. Exactly. And, and it's purely based off of nostalgia. And again, I can't stress enough, we did not know each other's list before this, so the fact that your number five is conceptual and then your number four is nostalgic trash and mine are the same. Pretty good, right? Pretty good. Pretty good. It shows that we're on the same brainwave. Should I go to number three? You should go to number three. Let's get there. Let's get right. in there. Number three actually gets into movies that are that I consider good. <laughs> so. Okay, perfect. Number three, Rosemary's Baby. Right there oh, in the title. My God. Yes. Yeah. Tell me about it. Tell Whole... me tell me why. Okay, well one, same kind of existential dread is is uh gone about in this movie as Eraserhead, but it's a bit more on the nose. Like there's an actual baby, she's actually pregnant, but it's one of just the greatest horror movies of all time. I mean, sure. you know you know me in horror movies. I, I it's a classic. The the reveal, again, spoiler alert for Rosemary's Baby, everybody, but the reveal that basically everyone in the flat and her husband are a devil cult and are bringing forth the Antichrist through her, it's just, oh, the, the scene at the end when, they're, when she realizes they're all witches is so, so good. It's so terrifying. Everything about that movie is just, it is done at the top level of film, and it's about a baby, so it had to be on my list. I, I 
I love that choice, man. I think that's solid. Um, it is definitely, once again, kind of another movie that, you know, even though this one is a real satanic cult, it yes. is kind of about the fear of parenthood again mm -hmm. and the unknown and like what am i bringing into this world i'm a part of something bigger than right what, what i understand is the, what is the world that i'm bringing it into yeah. you know what i mean like who uh, can i trust people everybody feels like they're ready to attack and take my baby right. like <laughs> yes it's a really interesting examination of that but on top of also just being a for real satanic cult <laughs> right and, and and like i get it you know i know polanski is not the best. He's and been he's... canceled. C -c 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 canceled. And rightly so. But I mean, he's like, a piece of shit. But he's this a piece movie of shit. is good. But like Chinatown, Rosemary's Baby, they're good. He he can make a good movie, or he That's made true. some good movies. And so while it doesn't excuse him being a shithead, this movie is horrifying. It is good. It is it is a classic for a reason. It will stand the test of time. And it is my number three because it's more about her and the witches than the baby. But the baby is vital to that story. So I could not agree more. Um, all right. So my number three. And I did, some, I did some thinking about this. Now, here's the deal. Now, my number three for me is like good. Yeah. It's still not like my upper echelon. I'm saving my upper echelon, okay. right? Okay. So my number three, please don't laugh or judge me here. My number three is knocked up. Oh, I had you know what? I had that in my in my considerations list. Because for me, I mean, you can't get a more baby centric movie. It's about people right. dealing with the impending fact that we're gonna be having a right. child together and like what does that do? Well so and it, it is... was kind of a, a landmark because like Judd Apatow and Seth Rogen, there's a lot of people that sort of came up through that movie. Exactly. And for me, it's kind of the pinnacle of that Judd Apatow comedy era. Like Oh really? Okay. I mean, for me, it was like I really loved that. I really loved forty-year-old uh, version. For, that forty-year-old version, I think, is maybe the pinnacle for me. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Those those two movies kind of really yeah. that was like the up the Apatow moment, you know. Outside of Freaks and Geeks, of course. Well, I mean, yes, of course. But I mean, like even with Knocked Up, or especially with Knocked Up, the cast of characters you know like the people that you would see later of oh i recognize him from freaks and geeks and oh now he's gonna go on to be in silicon valley or he's gonna go on to you know be over here you know oh well that's you know he that's um uh not uh that's jonah hill now or whatever for sure but for me the reason i really like this movie is yeah it's a good comedy um but once again it it on a very real level deals with the fact of like what happens when two people who are from very different worlds are forced together in the bond of parentdom, you right. know what I mean? Like, like easy mistakes can lead to lifelong pairings. You can know I, what I mean? Can I tell you a weird uh, connection I have with that movie recently? Sure. So when we were just giving <laughs> you and Amanda were like, we're recently knocked up, <laughs> right. um, but no, when we were giving birth to Chandler, we we thought she might come a little early, mm -hmm. and our OB was on vacation. Oh, shit. Just like in the movie. Just and like in like, the movie. And we were like, we can't have a knocked up situation. We can't have Kim Jong show up for this. Although, if Kim Jong did show up for that. It'd be pretty cool. Like, actual Kim Jong. <laughs> Kim Jong is like, oh, dude. And you're oh. like, whoa, shit. 
<laughs> what are you doing? And he's like, don't you remember? I'm a real doctor, aside from being an actor. And he's like, I did remember. This is cool. <laughs> this is cool. Um, so, yeah, it holds a special place for me. It's kind of one of those. The movie came out around the time where my daughters were very young. Oh, um, interesting. And so for me, as kind of a new parent, I really connected with um, with the feelings and emotions yeah. that they were going through. Because at the time, I was, you know, not the best employed position that I've ever <laughs> been in. Uh, I financially was not stable. I was in a relatively new relationship. I was married, but at the same time, we were still very young. And it was trying to mix that, like, holy shit, I'm going to be responsible for a whole person right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? And so, aside from the belly laughs that it gave me, it also it, it held kind of a, a reference point in my life for feelings that I was also feeling. You know what? And I totally get behind that. That movie's marred for me just because I do not like Catherine Heigl. Oh, my God, same. And actually, that was going to be something I said was I love that movie. To show you how much I like that movie, I like it in spite of my hate for Catherine Heigl. It's not on my list specifically because of her. Yeah, I really hate her. And the the truth truth is, I don't know why. Like, I just... She's I just don't irritating. She's... she's a bad actress. She gets cast in a lot of shit, which kind of blows my mind. Isn't the aren't those three enough to not like her? That's that's why I don't like her. She's, she's not very, good. She's got a punchable face. And I, th- I think I've read that she's like a total bitch. I have also read that she's a total bitch. But then that kind of stuff you got to take with a grain of salt. Hearsay. It's hearsay. Because everybody says you're a total bitch too, but that's but not I true. am. That's it's that's also not, true. It's not true. You're a really really nice bitch. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so, so yeah, so that's my number three. I love it. I can't wait to find out what our top two are. And I'm going to be honest. I really, really, really hope that we share a number one on I this. Think, I think we might. I am like, my fingers are crossed right now that we are on the same brainwave enough. Because well, if we share one, we get to do a, a Jinxies for Patreon. I know, and I really want to do that. Like, okay. I can't wait to bring back Jinxies. So please, I'm looking at you right now, deeply into your eyes. Please have the same number one choice that I well, have. That's very uncomfortable, so I think we should take a commercial break. <laughs> Prolonged eye contact. After these totally fake, not real commercials. Wait, totally real, not fake commercials. Oh, Yeah, Lord. totally fake, not real com- I mean, no, totally ah! real, not fake commercials. We'll be back. An old-fashioned use syrup, which ails you. got yourself a sore back. You got yourself some sore knees. You got yourself some ages. You've been on this planet for 87 years. How, hey, hey, sir, 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 right there. Come over here. Come over here. Yes, how can I help you? Have, have, have you ever heard of some old-fashioned use syrup? Uh, did you say serum or syrup? I said, I said, I said, I said syrup, good sir. Like, have you heard of old-fashioned use syrup? Like, is that like pancake syrup? Yes, but it's old-fashioned, and it's youth syrup. What's what's the youth part? Have you? Confused. It's it's made out of made out of. I mean, made made to make you feel youthful. You oh, gotta, you gotta feel you, you gotta feel young again, don't you? So when I don't so you want don't you want to feel young again, sir? So when I eat the syrup, 
I feel youthful. Get out of here, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. I don't need to talk to you. All right, get yourself some old-fashioned youth syrup. You heard it here, folks. Greetings. Have you played To Catch a Killer? The subscription box service that sends monthly installments of a mystery to your house? Where you yourself get clues to catch a killer that's somewhere out in the world? Well, that's old shit. We're bringing out a brand new game. A game like no other. This is your own murder. You see, what we do different is we send you clues on who and how we are going to kill you. Solve it or else. You can hear from some of our satisfied customers. <laughs> I miss my mommy and daddy. <laughs> they don't miss you. Run along, little Timmy. You yourself can be the star of your very own murder mystery. Maybe Netflix will make a documentary series about you. <laughs> Subscribe today. Your own murder. Solve it or else. my god it's so good to have those sponsors back on the show to money. be making money again money you know that's what it's all about money rules everything i do you know what i'm saying and those guys loaded you know what they say mo money is less problems that's i'm pretty it. sure that's what they say i heard a rap song to that effect once yeah. in my life it was something very similar to that i'm pretty sure it was that yeah yeah i got 99 problems but a dollar bill ain't one that's, that's i it. think that's what they say 100 percent. i know rap music jay i am also down with the rap i know my hip-hop and i, that I is... hip and i hop and i ramshackle <laughs> you do <laughs> you ramshackle i am the boys of beastie how many times have you ramshackled oh, at least three times this week alone wow that's a lot i'm a ramshackle maniac is ramshackling like crumping you don't want to know oh okay got it do you have pants on at least tell me that when you ramshackle do you have pants oh. on Oh. You can't ramshackle with pants on, you idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. I you're you, way you're more dumb, dumb. You're way bigger hip hop head than me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, dude, it's time for the two and one. All right. Here it's we the go. two to the one and the one, one to, to the, the two. In the and we're gonna raps. give our list to you. I like that. Run, I, I, I just run DMC'd. The all over this. Just over it. All right. <laughs> All right, so are you gonna kick? Are you gonna kick us back off? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with my number two? two. Oh God, I'm so excited! Please tell right. me what, this so is high. Th this is high, and and I may have to explain it, but uh, this is high. For <laughs> oh, it never starts out well when you're like, it's high on my list, and I may have Let to me. give you reasoning as to why. Uh, maybe not, but my number two is Juno. Oh God, okay. There was something about that movie, like it. It kind of I hadn't seen Hard Candy with Ellen Page yet, but it kind of introduced me to Ellen Page. It was the first Diablo Cody kind of movie that was out there. It was something that you know I saw. It was George Michael, you know, from Arrested Development with uh, sure. with Michael in there. And <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. For a split second, I was like, I don't remember George Michael in that movie. <laughs> Is that, are you are you mistaking George Michael for J.K. Simmons? <laughs> I am. I am. 
They, they, They're the same people. They both carelessly whisper. They play a lot of the same characters. That is true. Very interchangeable. Um. <laughs> it's like Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman. Same, exactly. Same people. J.K. Simmons being in it, like just the cast, the writing. There's something about that movie that always connected with me. And I, it's so much about the, the act of having a baby and so much with it. Yeah, I'm not a big Jennifer Garner fan, but like the Jason Bateman, Jennifer Garner stuff totally works for me. This is, I think it's a well-done, sharp, fun movie about babies. Do you do you remember? So that was kind of the launching point that brought Diablo Cody mm-hmm. into the stratosphere. Do yeah, that's what I mentioned. She, it was like her first thing. But she was like, and I, I don't know what she's doing now, but she was like the it writer for like a hot second. She did Jennifer's Body after that. Which, oh, yeah, by no, the way, no. underrated film. I love Jennifer's Body. <laughs> It's underrated, but I do think it hurt basically her public career. I would agree. Do you do you like that movie though? Have you seen it? I okay. Here's the thing: the first time I saw it, I don't think I got it. Like the sure. first time I saw it, I was like, "Ah, this does this misses most of the marks for me." But then I went back to it years later, and I was I think I saw it how it wanted to be seen, and sure. so I was like, "Okay, this is better than I remember." And that's for me. I I liked it from from the rip i always took it as kind of this like very like tongue-in-cheek almost like a heather's wannabe version right. of a monster movie yeah you which know what uh, I mean? yeah and you had said what's diablo cody doing now it looks like yeah, she's working she a lot it looks like she's working with jason reitman a lot she wrote both young adult and tully i'm gonna be honest i didn't see either one of those young adult is is good Tully's with Charlize theron right yes so is tully both of them are wait are they like connected to each other they're soul cousins. Like it's about okay. people in different phases of their life dealing with certain things. But like, Got so y- they're not the same character, at least that I think that I remember. Um, okay. But but no, and she wrote both of those for him. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So and so, I think she's been doing. It uh, looks like here. Uh, she's got an HBO project in the works, but it doesn't have much detail. Ooh, I like it. But so yeah, so that's my number two, and that's why it's just. I don't know. That one came to mind really fast when I was thinking about my list, and I couldn't shake it. Sure. And it just kept working its way up the list. That was the one that that Ellen Page kind of got launched into my consciousness. On. Exactly. Like I and like I said, I went back after that and watched like Hard Candy and some of the other stuff that she was in. But that was the one. That was the movie that I was like, oh, this girl is like real good. One of my real favorite funny. underrated Ellen Page movies to throw it out there: James Gunn's Super. Oh, that is a fantastic – that's an underrated Rain Wilson movie. That's an underrated yep. James Gunn movie, underrated uh, Mickey – wait. Um, what's – man, can't why can't – I it. The guy who played Yondo. Yondo. Yeah, I know. I can't think of it. Michael oh, Rooker. Uh, uh, Michael An Rooker. underrated Michael Rooker movie. Man, that's an underrated movie just across the board. If, if you haven't seen Super, go see Super. Oh, please do. Check it out. It's a, it's a really good James Gunn flick. Yeah. Pre-Guardians of the Galaxy, post-Slither. It's it's good yeah. stuff. Um, I like that, man. I think that's a pretty solid number two. Do you have any sort of like emotional connection to it? Is that why it ranks so high? I'm just, was, just curious. The time period that it came out, it it was like I was a little older than Ellen Page's character was, but it was still around like the same sort of these are the people that I hung around with. These sure. are the personalities of people that I, I saw. There was something about the relationship between J.K. Simmons and... And um, and I can't remember the wife's name either, uh, but she's the mother. She's the, the main character in that mother show with um, Anna Ferris. Oh yeah, um, yeah. She's also she just won an Oscar. 
Yeah, for, she's uh, for Knives Out. Yeah. No. Oh wait, no, 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 no for um, uh, for uh, oh for, shit, that for Tanya, the, the ice skating movie. Yeah, the Tanya Harding movie. Yeah, I Tanya. I Tanya. Yeah, she was in that. Hold on, I'm gonna find um, her name. You keep going. But yes, and their relationship in that movie is great. At the like, you know, for me, like really snap, well done dialogue and writing. Oh, like, for appeals sure. to me. And there's just that was something Allison that, Janney. That's it. I love her too, and I I feel so bad I forgot her name. Um, but yeah, there was just something that connected on the writing level of the movie production level. I think it was more that it connected with me on a look at the stories that movies can tell level. Sure. And I don't know. It's just it's cemented in my mind somehow. I totally get that. Well, my number two is uh, something that I'm sure you're familiar with. Okay. Uh, because it was on your list. Uh, okay. My number oh, yeah. two is Rosemary's Baby. Oh, see, and I, man, we almost shared the same two. For me, uh, you know, we've we talked about it previously right before the commercial break, but uh, Rosemary's Baby is one of those movies that it is still one of the most uncomfortable movies it's so that is. I've ever seen. Like, it's it's a very tense, nerve-wracking movie, but on they're top witches. of that... They're all witches! I saw it pre-having children and post-having children, mm-hmm. and it holds so much different meaning both ways. Yes. Like, it is a affecting horror, but, like, psychological horror. Yeah. Um, that I think, you know, it really, as the kids say, it really hits different yeah. when, uh, when you also have children. Well, I mean, same for me. I mean, I obviously watched it when I was growing up and didn't have kids, and I've watched it since having Emma on, like, our Halloween marathons. Yeah. And it is, it, I love your word, affecting. That is it, an affecting movie. Uh, agreed, 100%. Uh, if you haven't seen it, folks, please go out and see it. Um, I'm quite convinced we share the same number one, by the way. Oh, God, me too. And I really (laughs) hope we do because this is one that I would love to do a Jinxies on. Um, So if we're convinced... Do you want to say it at the same time? Do we say it at the same time? Yeah, yeah, we do. All right, you ready? All right. All right, here we go. On the count of three. All right, I'll do a drum roll. You do the count. All right, so it's we're not going to do it on three. We're doing it after three. Three, bah, yeah. But right, all right. You ready? One, two, three. Raising, Raising Arizona. Arizona. Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes, 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 Oh, yes, my yes, God. Yes. I'm so excited. High five! We, high five. We, high five. We have the same number one. I love it. I love that our first rebooted episode back, a we have the same movie as our number one. <laughs> so for those who don't know, so here's the plan. Back in the old day, we used to do this thing called jinxies. And what would happen is we often, Jay and I, are of like mind. And occasionally we would have our number ones on our individual lists match up. And when they do, we would have a jinx season. We would put out a jinx episode where we just deep dive into the movie that we. The production of the movie, our experiences with the movie. Yeah, everything. and we would talk at length and we would just do a bonus episode of just that movie. Um, and it was called the Jinxies. And so we have decided. Uh, with the launch of this this new retooled series, that we are also going to be launching a kick. I mean, it's Kickstarter, <laughs> a Patreon, uh, a Patreon account. Yep. And so we have decided to put our jinxies on our Patreon page. So in the coming uh, uh, months, we still haven't. Well, we're 
right now when we're recording Being this, we're right figuring now. out the logistics of how this is all going to work. But when this airs, and within a airs, couple weeks or a month or so, we'll have the Patreon open. There will be a Patreon open. that exists, and uh, at one of the tiers, you will get a monthly Jinxies episode. Uh, or however many or we maybe, have to yeah, share. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe bi-weekly. I don't, yeah. I don't know. But so. you will definitely be getting the, the Jinxies episodes exclusively through the Patreon. And we're going to have one now on Raising Arizona, on Raising Arizona because we so just shared it as a number that. one. God, that's so exciting. Man, Raising oh. Arizona is one of the best baby-centric movies, comedies. It's one, or, it's, it's it's one the of the best. best baby movie. It's it, well, it's the best baby movie. It's one of the best Coen Brothers movies. It's one of the best Nicolas Cage movies. It's one of the best John Goodman movies. Yep. It is just the scene of John Goodman pulling himself up out of the mud yep, and screaming through the whole thing is so brilliantly done. Yep. And this is, I mean, God, I have so many memories because I've watched Raising Arizona through so many different points of my life. Like yes. I watched it when I was young and I didn't really understand it. And it worked as a like just kind of slapstick over the top comedy. Then at, when I hit my teenage years, I watched it, and it hit as, like, a rebellious, like, anti-society yes. kind of, like, comedy. And then as an adult, it took on this whole different, like, meaning as, like, people who want to be parents and that desire to be a good parent and the crazy lengths that you will go to. Yes. And so, it, like, it works <clears throat> on so many levels and and the scene one of the specific scenes for me that works really well like that is when he's being chased and he still stops for diapers exactly and it's like that that moment of i've had a moment in my life where i've been so focused on an emergency going on but i am close to something that i need for a baby i was like i'll just grab this in the process of this I other emergency this. <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's just like that that thought of always having that connection that layer of got to take care of the baby exactly and, and and then again i mentioned it but one of the best nicholas cage performances i mean nicholas cage has kind of set in that character of i'm that crazy wild sort of dude you know and you see that in his in his newer movies like mandy and color of the color of space or whatever oh for but sure in this movie it's so he's so great at that like slacker rebellious criminal just, I, I totally perfect. agree. Perfect and, casting. And, and what's crazy is, is like, Nicolas Cage. What's weird is, is like, if you go back and you watch this performance, it's still so far over the top, and it's so big, and it's mm -hmm. so like, silly. Um, and so people always make this like weird comparison of like, Nicolas Cage just isn't like what he used to be, and it's like no. I think he's exactly like what he used to be. The problem is people's mindsets and appreciation and tastes changed. And yes. he did not like he keeps giving you the same like crazy Nicolas Cage. From he's the 80s. still the guy who bought the elephant man bones from Michael Jackson. <laughs> exactly. Like, like and he's still that just, dude. You have grown up. It's kind of like when you used to like sublime as a teenager <laughs> and the more you grew up, you're like, eh. I don't know that Sublime was actually a very good band, and you're maybe a little bit embarrassed when you like still yes. have it in your CD player. It's exactly like that. Like people are like, "Oh man, God, Nicolas Cage, he's like fucking this dude is next level." And then the older you get, you're kind of like, mm, 
but is he kind of maybe just it's a like, big embarrassment? I don't know. I think you just may remember uh, National Treasure and The Rock. Like, I think that's it. <laughs> Right, you may have exactly. a big blind spot to the rest of his career. Right. Or I guess, uh, what was the, what's it, Leaving Las Vegas? Is he's pretty it? crazy in that, too. He's a drugged out, and he's going yeah, to kill himself. That's true. What's his most low-key role that he's played? I think Let's, it's National Treasure. Game. National Treasure, you think? I think that's so. That's his most subdued cage? I think so, because it's not like Snake Eyes, but that was in that period. I tell you, one of my favorite cage roles uh, face off. <laughs> oh, but that's not reserved. He's totally crazy. Cage. There's that. a scene that gives me like, it makes my wiener invert when I hear it <laughs> because it is so off putting and gross. And it's when he is like going to kiss a stewardess on an airplane. And he tells her that he could eat a peach for hours. Yes. It's, it's, it's the, right at the very beginning of that movie. It's the grossest thing I think I've ever heard in my life i and i think i think he, i needed like, a shower lived that, that. i I'm think not, that's something he brought to the table oh i believe it i feel i feel like that's true well dude i'm so excited i am so oh, glad that I we know. shared a number one that's the perfect way to ring in this new version of the show um and so now it's time to reintroduce folks to something that they also haven't seen for a while and that my friend is with a game. I want to play a game. Oh, what a wonderful game it is, too. Risk is part of the game. Well, how about a game of Parcheesi? Remember that favorite game of yours? Games worthy of His Majesty. You really think you're the only one who can play this game? We will be perfect in every aspect of the game. Let the games begin. I'm so happy about game time being back. Now, for those who don't know, Jay, you are our resident game lord. Game, you yeah. Are, yep. You are the game, game lord. master... <laughs> You're a real game lord, Jay. Woohoo! Um, game monger. So you come up with our games, you create our games, you name our games. Yep. And so we try to have a game that kind of pertains to the episode at hand. So yep. you have come up with something very fun and interesting for uh, this one. And this is an, our opportunity to mend the parts of our friendship that were broken yeah. when we were disappointed with each other on some of our choices. <laughs> right. Um, Which didn't happen a lot this episode, but it's still good to, to build this in. So uh, today's game is I have named, Hey, name that baby. <laughs> okay. Perfect. <laughs> and so the way we play this game is I'm going to give you two celebrities and you're okay. going to have to tell me what they would name their baby and why they would name it that. And okay. then you're going to ask me, and we're going to do it four times. We each get two. Okay, perfect. All right. So your your celebrities are okay. Sean Connery yep. and Tilda Swinton. All Go. Right. Sean Connery and Tilda Swinton. All right. Um, their child, their love child would be named Androgynous Moneypenny. <laughs> you don't need to explain that. I get it. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Androgynous money penny. Yep. <laughs> I like it. Connery. I like it. Connor. Oh, <laughs> no, Swinton. It Twin will Connery Swinton. Con yep. There's a hyphen in there. Yeah, Connery. So it's, because it's andro androgynous, um, androgynous money penny. Connor Swinton. Connery Swinton. Yes. Connery Swinton. Yep. I like it, and it just rolls off the tongue. Androgynous money penny and Connery Swinton. <laughs> yes. Old AMCS. <laughs> lover uh so yeah so that's that's mine i like it uh i'm gonna go with um 
let's do oh shit i don't know uh let's do tom can we does it have to be a movie celebrity no it doesn't you mean by all right let's do tom petty okay and amber heard <laughs> okay so their baby would be dead because tom petty's dead <laughs> wait why does the baby automatically die because tom petty's dead Oh, but the t baby's named dead, or <laughs> no? It's not named dead. <laughs> the baby is also dead. No, you do name... know that boys don't carry the babies, so when the daddy dies, the baby also doesn't die, right? No, his name is Ted. Oh, but it is dead. Oh, got it. It's a dead baby. <laughs> no, it's not, uh, because Tom Petty is dead. Um, let's see. What would what would it, what would that be named? That would be named. Um, uh, I've got can I, Mary, can I Mary Jane Johnny. Okay, good. I think that's good. I was gonna say weed violence. Weed violence. <laughs> I like yours. I like yours better. Weed violence is the name of Tom Petty and Amber Heard's baby. Weed violence heard because you Pet know Amber Heard's not letting Tom Petty put his no. fucking name on that baby. No way. No way. <laughs> No, weed violence heard. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Thanks. No, that one's good. All right. So the next one is Tom Cruise. Okay. And John Travolta. Oh, God. All right. There's only ready? one right answer. You ready? Crazy mm -hmm. Zenu. <laughs> That's it. That's the answer. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I was hoping but you were going to say. It would say. actually be Lord Crazy Zenu. <laughs> uh, yes, but Lord is like silent. Right. It's a silent lord. It's a silent lord. On Much the like Scientology's god. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, oh, uh, God. Okay. <laughs> yep, Lord Crazy Zenu. All right. All right, give me one more. All right, we're going to go... Oh, we're gonna we're gonna bring East and West Coast together. You ready? Uh, I love it. All right, Biggie and Tupac. Ooh, P Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's the name of their baby. Yep. And it's middle name name. music's career. P Diddy's music <laughs> career is their baby. <laughs> Smalls. Yeah. <laughs> Small Shakur. Smallpox. <laughs> smalls pox Ooh, that'd be so terrible pox. if like biggie smalls grew up and actually like married someone named like rebecca pox and they named their kid like like gary smalls pox that would suck that'd be terrible would. that would be that terrible would. Gary oh, God. that was a smallpox? fun game it that was. was a fun game we're friends again now you oh, and i good and you know what that means? That means we get to take our lists, and in the vein of true friendship, we get to m like mash them together really hard, and we get to leave the audience and listeners with an ultimate top five list, cold from both your list and my list. So should we just each recount our lists then? Yes, please do. All right, so my number five is Eraserhead. Yes. My number four is Baby's Day Out. Yes. My number three is Rosemary's Baby. Yes. My number two is Juno, and my number yes. one is Raising Arizona. Yes. All right. So my number five was Labyrinth. Yes. My number four was Look Who's Talking. Yes. My number three was Knocked Up. Yes. 
My number two was Rosemary's Baby. Mm-hmm. And my number one, my number one was Raising Arizona. Oh, yeah. All right. So now we've got to shed some weight. We've obviously Raising Arizona holds the number one spot. Holds the number one spot. No matter what, there's no arguing. Nope. It's happening. I'm now, fine Rosemary's with Rosemary's Baby. I'm fine with that being two. All right. So that would bump it up a spot on your list, but it would be to our number two on our Megazord list. Yep. All right, so our number three, so in that case, we've got uh, Juno and Knocked Up battling it out. I would say those are the two that are kind of battling for pole position. And they're both about unwanted pregnancies. They are. That's exactly what they are. And honestly, both of our, like, going down the rest of the list, we're very similar in, like, genre and taste and criteria. Uh so number two, so what is your argument for uh, for Juno? And I'll give you my argument for Knocked Up. I, I think, they, honestly, I think they kind of hold the same sort of weight. Like Juno was a genre staple about sure. an unwanted pregnancy and people dealing with it. The couple dealing with it, their friends dealing with it, their social spheres dealing with it. It's just about diff- people at different stages of their life. Sure. My my uh, argument for keeping Juno over Knocked Up is Ellen Page versus Katherine Heigl. Oh, God. That's, right. that's my only argument. I don't even need an argument. You got it. So, Juno, and then, is a, but, Juno is a very good movie. But what I'm also willing to say, though, is that because of that, I think we should go with your selection for number four in the like the 90s trash genre of Look oh, Who's Talking. Look Who's Talking? Yep. All right. I'm on board with that. Because I do think that one's a stickier and better one than Baby's Day Out. All right. And so finally, this one's going to be a tough one, man. I know. <laughs> we, have to, we have to kill either Eraserhead or Labyrinth. Here, let me let me make an argument. Okay. I think we should kill Eraserhead and go with Labyrinth because Okay. Because there's a human baby in it. Yes. And there's actually a baby in it as opposed to just the dread of a baby. Okay. I'm on it's board. It's still with a that. movie about people going through the existential dread of personally growth personal growth around a baby. But sure. there is actually a baby in Labyrinth and there is there's a music song about the baby in that, that movie. That is true. So, <laughs> that is true. So I so, think so I am actually So what you're saying is you're willing to dance that magic dance? I I I want to. Perfect. All right. So now that means we have a fully formed Megazord list. Oh man. Can you read it, it off to us so I people can, can bask uh, in the glory? And then they can go watch all of these because it That's is right. now, you know, we're still This is your definitive so. top five baby-centric movies list. Number five, Labyrinth. Number four, Look Who's Talking. Number three, Juno. Number two, Rosemary's Baby. And number one, Raising Arizona. That's a solid list. <laughs> bingo, bango, shango, shango. That's really fucking good, man. I'm proud of that list. And I'm I am proud, proud of that list, too. I'm proud to be doing the episodes this way again. I can't wait to member more things with you on the next episode. I know. Q, do you want to give people a preview of what we're talking about next time? Yeah, so on next week's episode, we're going to be talking about mind fucks. We're going crazy with We're COVID. getting inside your head and we're fucking your brains out. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> we got dirty minds, do I don't you? Wanna, you better I don't wanna... wear a condom because shit's getting weird. I don't like this. <laughs> now get the fuck out of here before I fuck your brain. Wah, wah. <laughs>
That was a baby. (laughs) We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast on twitter at high the number five the podcast instagram at high five the podcast or on letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast don't forget to subscribe on itunes stitcher google play or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love what's the worst that could happen Brutality. Audience wins. Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.